Well, hello and welcome to Binge Watch, the podcast where we take a look at the hottest new TV and film releases on streaming television platforms. I'm Hannah Fernando, the editor of Woman Magazine. And I'm Ian McEwen, writer on TV and Satellite Week magazine and whattowatch.com. And today we're looking at the new releases for the week starting Friday the 3rd of June 2022, including, oh, looking forward to this, Danny Boyle's new punk rock, well, it's not a rockumentary, it's a drama. It's called Pistol on Disney Plus and it's all about the rise of the Sex Pistols. We also have the return of Amazon Prime's subversive superhero series, The Boys. And if that's not enough, we'll also be looking at Now TV's adaptation of John Wyndham classic The Midwich Cuckoos starring Keely Hawes and Acorn TV's Aussie crime drama Dead Lucky starring Rachel Griffiths. But first in, what is in the news? Laura Dave's best-selling novel, The Last Thing He Told Me, has been adapted into an Apple TV Plus drama starring Nikolai Kostovaldau and Jennifer Garner, and it's about a man who disappears, leaving his wife and daughter to unravel the mystery of what's happened to him. What else is in the news, Hannah? Well, another Apple TV Plus drama, The Crowded Room, because Jason Isaacs has joined the cast of the anthology drama about people dealing with mental illness. He will be playing a family friend, a troubled Danny Sullivan, played by Tom Holland, who has multiple personality disorder, Amanda Seyfried and Emmy Rossum also are in it. Okay, we've got another very high quality selection of shows to tell you about this week. We're going to kick off with, oh, this looks great. It's from Danny Boyle, the great Danny Boyle. It's a new drama series on Disney Plus arriving on the 31st of May. It's called Pistol. And here's a clip. Ladies and gentlemen, Sex Pistols. Punk has taken London's youth by storm. People's minds are too imprisoned. We want to destroy that so the future can emerge. We're going to kick this country awake if it kills us. So this is based on Sex Pistols guitarist Steve Jones's memoir, Lonely Boy, Tales from a Sex Pistol. And it's directed by Trainspotting's Danny Boyle. And it is about the rise of the punk band, the Sex Pistols. And uh, not surprisingly, their former lead singer, John Lydon, a.k.a. Johnny Rotten has been uh, very anti the whole project and tried to stop them uh, being able to use the Sex Pistols music. What a killjoy. Anyway, this certainly shines with me because in the 70s, the late 70s, I was at school, Hannah. I was in a punk band called The Toys, but I was, all, I was simultaneously terrified of uh, punk rock and punk rockers, especially John Lydon. And and I really didn't like the spitting, but that's just me. So this has rather rather nicely been released to coincide with the Platinum Jubilee because, of course, the Sex Pistols released God Save the Queen uh, to coincide with the Silver Jubilee. What a brilliant single that was. We have Malcolm McLaren, of course, a self-proclaimed genius behind the Sex Pistols. He's played by Thomas Brodie Sangster, a great actor who is in... Game of Thrones. You've also got Anson Boone plays Johnny Rotten. Louis Partridge uh, appears as Sid Vicious, and you've got Toby Wallace uh, as Jones, who's kind of whose story this is. It's told from his point of view. So a bit like Julian Temple, of course, did uh, 
a rockumentary about the Sex Pistols, and he used a lot of archive footage from the 70s. Boyle does a lot of that as well. He's cutting it with, with archive footage uh, from the period of things like, you know, the dreadful Brotherhood of Man singing in Eurovision. So giving you an idea of what was the state of music at the time, because, of course, there were all these dinosaurs of rock who I love, uh, that that punk was was sort of a reaction against, you know, and of course punk did bring in this, this this amazing array of brilliant new talent in the new wave bands. Anyway, so he does a bit of this. Um, I think it's well cast. I mean, it's, for me, good or bad, I, I just know I'm going to love this because it's about my teenage years and, and about punk rock. So it's kind of had mixed reviews, um, but I think Danny Boyle, I mean, he's he's absolute genius isn't he he's done things like train spotting slumdog millionaire and of course the opening ceremony to the london olympics so he's a great talent and everything he makes is well worth watching i think and he's he's particularly good at using music in his projects so this is right up my street um what do you think about it hannah well i'm, I'm the same as you i i really like sort of music documentaries or dramas I, I find them really interesting you always come away knowing something that you didn't know previously i, I really enjoy them and then obviously the music helps um but you know you're talking about john Lydon, I, or johnny rosson as we kind of know him or it's, it's a bit of a shame that he's not got on board with this really because like you say danny boyle doing something like this is going to be good i would rather someone take it on that you know who's got that quality, who's got form for doing things that are brilliant. So it seems a real shame that there's been some real pushback because presumably if there had been some help, it could have been even, you know, it, it could potentially have been even better because presumably they may have had footage or personal kind of uh, anecdotes that could add to these things. But yeah, this absolutely appeals to me. And um, as you say, Danny Boyle is the key to it being a success, I think. Yeah, and he very wisely has said uh, he wants John Lydon to hate it. <laughs> now, <laughs> something rather different over on Now TV that you're going to tell us about, Hannah. It's a new sci-fi drama called The Midwich Cuckoos. The way that I felt right after, I couldn't put it into words. It felt like I was visited. I can feel life growing inside me. Whether we like it or not, we are all in this together now. Yes, it is. This is really, I'm, I, it's just creepy. This is really creepy. I, now, you've probably listened to me long enough to know that I'm not a huge fan of sci-fi, but this takes it to another level, and I, and I actually I couldn't stop watching. Um, so actually read the novel the midwich cookies which is really bad i'm going to go back and do that now but it's john Wyndham's uh, very sinister 1957 novel so i imagine in print it's, it really does you know cut through it must be really horrid um but now sky max is bringing this very scary um sci-fi tale to our screens and um it's an eight-part series. It is set in a very affluent commuter town of Midwich, um, and it's plunged into a panic on a summer's evening because there's a freak electrical blackout, and it knocks everyone unconscious, and this is when it gets creepy. So for 12 hours, no phones work. Okay, yeah, we can live with that. Can we? Some people might not be able to. Um, and no one can get in or out of the town. But when things start to go back to normal it becomes clear that every woman of childbearing age in Midwich has very suddenly and inexplicably fallen pregnant. And 
there's a scene where they're all giving birth. Now, giving birth, done it twice. It's not a pleasant thing. I don't think, well, perhaps some people think it is. Not for me. Um, and you do kind of look like something out of a horror film, I'd imagine. But this is something altogether different because these children, of course, you know, are not sort of biologically created in the way that we normally might be. Um, and so these children arrive and it's very, very clear that they're, well, they're possessed to a degree. And the children, the child actors in this, I think are brilliant, absolutely brilliant because their starey eyes and the kind of the way it's shot, you know, they're always looking, the eye, they, their eyes are always looking at you. And of course the parents love them, but they know there's something very, very different about them. But there's one woman who escapes um, falling pregnant and that's Dr. Susanna Zellaby. Um, and she's a very successful family psychotherapist. She was in London, which is why this didn't happen to her on the evening that it happened. And she returns to find the whole community struggling to cope with this very bizarre new reality. And um, this is this is the way it goes. It, it's really very creepy. Have you have you read the book, Ian? I mean, I, it's sometimes it, it, it kind of ruins it if you have. I've not read this one, but I did read when I was growing up The Day of the Triffids, which is also by Wyndham, which was absolutely great. And again, it's to do with the sort of alien presence on Earth. Headline news for this, of course, they got Keely Hawes in and anything mm. with Keely Hawes in it, you're going to want to watch. It's also got Max Beasley, who I haven't seen in anything for a while, but I, I rate him highly. So yeah, it's it starts in classic fashion. So the opening scene, there is one of these sinister-looking kids, and they're all like really immaculately turned out with very <laughs> unexpressive faces, talking to her parents. And then we flash back, and we see the parents um, moving into this commuter town, and it's it, everything kind of looks on the surface quite normal and safe but there's this undercurrent of something quite sinister going on which is really well done uh, I must say I've only watched episode one but you've got Hawes's character the family therapist there's a great scene with her giving therapy to a to a little girl uh, at the beginning and she's got her her own troubled relationship with her own daughter who's moved back home and has had various problems and of course her daughter is one of the women who falls pregnant uh, after this strange phenomenon. So, yeah, I think it looks great. Um, they have slightly reimagined it for TV. But, yeah, I was really impressed, and I would happily watch the rest of this. Over on Amazon Prime, we have the return of the superhero series The Boys. And here's a clip. So... Let me say it again, Cam. I may be a superhero, but I'm also just a man who fell in love with the wrong woman. Just a man who fell for the wrong woman. Uh, fell for the wrong woman. But, but out of out crisis of, comes uh, change. Crisis. Out of crisis so comes change. Last year, uh, so I spent the last year really slowing down, down and, and reconnecting with myself. And I am very excited for everyone to meet the real me. There's something wrong with Homelander. So this is series three. There are eight episodes. If you've not seen it before, I think this is really good. Don't just think, oh, no, not another superhero series. Surely we've had enough. This is one with a difference because it's really subversive, dark and satirical. It's funny, but it's also very gory. But it's it's a brilliant take on, on superheroes. 
the boys are a gang of vigilantes uh, led by Butcher, which is Carl Urban from Star Trek, doing a hilarious kind of Cockney accent, and he just he's very foul mouthed. So he got this group together because in this society, the superheroes are celebrities. They're called the Seven. They're led by this character called Homelander, who looks like Superman. They all kind of look like a Marvel or a DC comic superhero. But these celebrities are very kind of venal, they're corrupt, they're very vain, they're on TV all the time, you know, they've become commodified, monetized, and there's a move to militarize superheroes, to get them into the military. Anyway, we found out in the last series that these superheroes weren't born with superpowers, they'd actually sort of been bred in a lab and given this special drug that, that bestows superpowers upon you so long story short at the beginning of this series it looks as though the boys are kind of going their separate ways meanwhile the superman lookalike homelander is looks like he's seriously going off the rails and the ceo of the voight corporation who are basically it's the superhero company really it's played by Giancarlo Esposito who was Carl Fring in Breaking Bad he was great in that so he's pitching this new version of Compound V which just gives you superpowers for 24 hours imagine that and of course Butcher uh, tries it out on himself <laughs> so I think this is a great show and although Carl Urban is massively over the top in it and when I've watched episode one of series one I thought oh that is that just doesn't work him doing this Cockney accent it does work he's great he's hilarious uh, it is a warning it's pretty uh, gory in places a lot of kind of people exploding and I must say there's a there's a sexual scene in episode one which is unlike anything you will ever have seen before that's all I'll say so yes as I said a lot of the superheroes are kind of a sly nod to Marvel and DC comics superheroes. And we've got a new one arriving in this season. He's called Soldier Boy, played by Jensen Ackles. And yes, he looks rather like Captain America. So, yeah, I really like this. Uh, although I, I wouldn't automatically have watched it. I would have just thought, oh, not more superheroes. But this is a very different take on superheroes. And then it's great. I love it. What did you think, Hannah? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not a lover of superheroes. I would have, I would have um, done the same as you, given a bit of a swerve. But I'm glad I didn't because it is fun, isn't it? It is good. It's a completely different. It's a different take. And obviously, given the job that I do, anything that's got some kind of celebrities in there, of course, I'm in it. So I want to watch it, don't I? Um, and when you were explaining, you know, they're always on TV and they're a vein and they're yeah celebrities yeah that's them <laughs> so these superheroes the seven um that are really kind of corrupt it just makes me laugh really as much as anything i i, I think it um i think in this kind of genre you you never think there can be anything new and then someone pulls something out of the bag like this and uh, oh yeah i think i think it works even for me well we're going to finish off with a crime drama on acorn tv you're going to tell us all about it hannah it's called dead lucky Every newbie gets a senior detective to pass or fail them. Lucky you, you got me. And why do you think you are here in anger management? Because some people think I'm angry and they happen to be in management. Corey Baxter is the worst kind of killer. She doesn't know a man like this, she's just a student. I'll shoot. You don't have the guts. Um, I've done some quite hard-hitting ones, I think, today. <laughs> 
of quite creepy dramas, but this is another, this is a crime drama. So it stars Rachel Griffiths, um, who plays Grace Gibbs. Um, you'll remember Rachel Griffiths from Six Feet Under. Um, she plays the part of an Australian detective hunting a very notorious cop killer called Corey Baxter. Now, Grace feels very guilty about the murder of this police officer at Corey's hands. But Grace's junior detective, Charlie Fung, he blames her for the death of his best friend. Now, that will all become apparent why, but she's been ordered to undergo this anger management. So you see her in anger management and, it, and she's been ordered to do it by a quite sexist boss played by Reese Muldoon. And it's funny because you watch her in, in therapy and it's, I say, anger management. And yet, actually, probably we'd all be angry if we asked those questions you were made to go because you didn't want to go. And you can, it's quite frustrating because you're like, she's not angry. She's just irritated. Everyone gets like that when they're irritated. Doesn't mean she's, she's angry. And of course, every time she does something, yeah, she should definitely be here. She's very angry. Um, but a, a young woman, it, it continues, and a young woman goes missing. And her and Charlie, who who blames her for, for, for this death, they're reluctantly thrown together to catch the killer. And and she becomes very obsessed about catching um Corey Baxter. And um they have got to find uh they've got to find the missing girl um uh, and a way to rebuild their lives after the death of this this police officer. So it it's um it's a, it's a crime drama. I think I think it lives up to expectation. Um I think Rachel Griffiths is great in it. And um, I quite like crime dramas, actually, that have got a real kind of thread that runs all the way through. And this is multifaceted, it's, I, I think. It's lots of layers. It's not just one thing. So, yeah, I enjoyed it. How about you, Ian? I was very much looking forward to it because I love Rachel Griffiths ever since she starred with uh, Tony Collette in Muriel's Wedding. She's got great screen presence and she's more than capable of, of carrying this series. And the opening sequence where she's yeah having anger management therapy is hilarious because the <laughs> therapist has told her to bring an object from her childhood that's very important to her. And she turns up with a chewed biro. So she's clearly not buying into the whole process. So I do think Grace Gibbs, played by Rachel Griffiths, is a really strong character and, and every time she's on the screen she is yeah your your attention is absolutely drawn to her it's set in sydney and sydney looks great what i would say is so we become aware of this cop killer Corey baxter when there's a hold up in a convenience store uh, and that's how they find out that he's back the series also tries to tackle sort of prejudice in australian society uh, so we've got a um a, a violinist a chinese violinist uh auditioning to get into music school um and facing prejudice there and then we also see how the owners of the convenience store also display their prejudices i felt those elements were done in in a slightly clunky way um which didn't quite work however I would say it is well worth watching for Griffith's performance. Now, we've got to that time, Hannah, where you tell us what you've been watching over the last week. So please reveal all. Yes. Well, I've been having a good look at Dairy Girls. Lots of lots of talk about Dairy Girls and I thoroughly am enjoying it. Yeah, got great reviews for its final episode, didn't it? I've been watching a little bit of stand-up comedy on Netflix. Uh, the wonderful Ricky Gervais, his latest stand-up special is called Supernature. 
And uh, as a big fan of Stuart Lee, I couldn't help noticing that uh, Ricky seems to be going slightly down the Stuart Lee path of deconstructing his own comedy and telling <laughs> the audience where they're getting it wrong. But it's, he's always <laughs> is, is absolutely great value. He's brilliant. So uh, we've just got time to look ahead to next week. So what are we going to be talking about, Hannah? Well, we're going to be looking at BBC iPlayer drama Everything I Know About Love, where four best pals experience life and love in London. Well, that sounds right up my street. And wouldn't you know it, there's more superhero stuff coming up. So on Disney+, Plus, Iman Vellani will star as the teenage superhero Ms Marvel. So we look forward to those and more, but in the meantime. Keep watching.